Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. In today's Mesil Sasharim, the Mesil Sasharim explains something that is so worthwhile for us to keep in mind when we are pursuing things in this world. So, without further ado, he's talking about the idea of Taiva, of Chemda of, uh, Taiva. Those are the words that he's referring to, that, that he uses. Uh, he says it's very close to Kina. Kina again is jealousy. Chemda and Taiva, we're going to translate as desire and desire. How about we do that? Um, I see the art scroll over here. Desire and lust, probably something like that. Um, uh, coveting and, and, and desiring. Okay, so he says in regards to these things, he quotes the Gemara that says, uh, sorry, the Medrash that says, No person dies with half of their Taiva in their hand. So, the, I guess the, the point, you see a couple of points with this one line, which is that taiva desire is something that grows and grows, that you'll never fulfill the taiva. But more specifically, which is, I think, very helpful for us, when a person is, let's say, involved in whatever it is, whatever pursuit it may be. I remember when I was in Shiva a bunch of years ago, there was like this whole movement to get into coffee. And people bought these brewers and, and, and spent a long time making their coffee and so on and so forth. So whatever it may be, he's saying that don't think that at some point you'll have quote-unquote made it. Ah, now I have the perfect whatever it is. The pursuit never ends. And even when you're done with the coffee, let's say you've, you've gotten to the, you know, you're the coffee king of, of South Florida or wherever your, your shiva happens to be, well, then you're going to pick up another taiva. And therefore, don't think that a person will say, look, I'm just going to fulfill this desire and when I'm done, then I'll go be an Ebed Hashem or whatever it may be. That's not happening. That's not the way it works. Another aspect of this is to realize that because it's not going away. It's something that we have to learn to live with. A person might say, look, I'll just not have time. I'm going to work on myself to the point where I just don't have these desires. That's not the way it works. There's always going to be something, a little bit of something. Um, unless, I guess you could do the math, you know, two times zero is zero, so you really could get rid of it. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, it seems to me that there's always going to be something over there to the point where a person's literally on their deathbed and they, ah, should have taken advantage of that, had opportunity to go ahead and get that, and so on. What we see is that it's not worth it. It's not worth involving ourselves so desperately into our taivas, into our desires, because they're not going to be satisfied. They're just going to be demanding more. It reminds me of, um, not my kids, uh, other kids. Um, another thing that he says, and this is very fascinating to me, is when he says about mummo, when he talks about money, he again quotes, he says, Oh, I've, uh, the, the, this is uh, in uh, the Pasigan Kalos, Oh, I've a person who loves money is never satisfied with money. So how is this different than a person who uh, nobody dies with chatzitayva biyado? On one hand, he's saying that a person who loves money is never satisfied. Is this different? I guess let's say it like that. Then what he just said before, that a person, again, if you only have half of your desires in your hand, that means that you're constantly desiring more. And I think there is a very subtle difference between the love of money and any other sort of desire, which is as follows. Most desires, whatever it may be, you, you, you work, you get, and finally you fulfill, you achieve that thing, you enjoy it. And, and, and you're satiated, you're satisfied. Maybe for five minutes, maybe for five days. But then, subsequently, ugh, I want more. As opposed to, oh, he has a person who loves money will never be satisfied with money. There is no point where a person says, I'm done. Right? I'm done. A person wins the lottery. So if they have their head on clear, um, one of the things they do is, 
they invest their money, right? That's what they do. Like, dude, you have millions of dollars. Why are you investing money to get more money, right? So and that's a very logical thing that the person would do. People take money, take profits, and they reinvest it. No, at no point does a person say, "No, I'm done. I'm done. I, you know, I'm I just. I think we're good." We're good with all the money. Because the idea of kesef, money, for whatever reason, the way it is, is that a person were never satisfied. And again, this is an important thing to keep in mind. When a person is working on their type, is working on their, on their goals and desires to recognize, look, you're never going to hit, quote, the end. So don't think that I'll be, I'll work on myself when I hit the end. That's number one. And on the flip side, because you're never going to hit the end, don't make that the goal. Make it something that's manageable. I, I know I'm not going to get rid of my desire for money. But at least put it in perspective that money is here as a tool for my Avodah Hashem. Have an amazing day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.